Hi, I'm Justin King, and welcome to the Blue Chip Academy. As a five-star recruit, all-Big Ten corner, NFL vet, and Power 5 recruiting coordinator, I understand the emotions that go along with the recruiting process. The Blue Chip Academy is here to provide education, critical insights, and mentorship through the recruiting process for families and athletes alike. When athletes and their families have proper education and guidance, they're able to make better decisions and set themselves up for long-term success. Blue Chip Academy provides the resources and information that empowers athletes to create their own blue chip blueprint and take ownership of their careers. Blue Chip Academy exists because when athletes and their families are armed with the right information, they're able to make the decisions for themselves that positively impact their future. Again, I'll be your host, Justin King, and welcome to Blue Chip Academy. Welcome to Blue Chip Academy, the Blueprint to Success interview series, providing unique blueprints, tactical knowledge, and best practices to navigate the critical points in the football ecosystem so athletes and parents can prepare a plan to a career path that any athlete can bank on. Today, we have a special guest, Marlene Sanders, mother of Pro Bowl running back, NFL running back, Miles Sanders. Um, Marlene comes uh, going through the process as a parent, going through seeing from multiple critical points from an elite athlete in high school. It's a Penn State transition into the NFL and going through different transitions through the way. Marlene is a residential property manager that works for the Allegheny County Housing Authority for 21 years, helping others uh, with affordable housing. And you can find her on Instagram at Mar Sanders. So we'd like to welcome Marlene Sanders. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming to the Blue Chip Academy and somebody that's had like a legitimate blue chip prospect coming through the process. You kind of seen it multiple times with the legitimate blue chip and then with your uh, other son. So you talk to me a little bit just going into the process and we just think about the business and you were giving advice to someone else coming in. What would be one piece of advice that you would lend to someone that can they can have the bank on success through their whole football career? The word that sticks out would be support. Our kids need support when it comes to just in life in general. So I would say just to support them, you know, when your child tells you they like doing something, just support them because you never know where it might lead. And that's basically what happened with Miles. Absolutely. That's that's big that you say you like the support, right? Because like when the kid kind of makes that decision, you kind of see them take an interest like leaning into that passion, helping them curate and kind of fill those gaps. I talked about it before um, mm-hmm. for for like middle school age parents that if they're getting into the process, there's an aspect where they have to understand that there's a sacrifice that comes along and, you know, leaning into the kids. So that's a that's a great answer. And so like getting into the recruiting process and we just talk about like that first aspect, you've been through it twice, uh, yes. correct? <laughs> How was your experience through the recruiting process? It has mixed emotions. It was exciting at the same time. But it was also, you know, just a little bit of stress. You know, as a single mom, I was basically doing everything, running back and forth, up and down the highway, um, just dealing with a lot of, um, basically in the beginning, it was just, it was just fun to play football. And then, you know, you find out that your child name become a household item. You know what I mean? People, miles need to play on Friday at Woody High and it's, you know, number four, the running back. So basically it just got, it got to be like, oh my God. So I was just sitting in the stand, like just listening. Nobody knew who I was because I wasn't that type of a mom, you know, but it was always good things. And I'm like, you know, this sounds like it's really serious. So basically, you know, I just had to, you know, 
just deal with it Most as definitely. the process go. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting that you say you started off excited, right? You get the opportunity and like mm-hmm. when you say you're excited. Was it once Miles started having success or once maybe the first offer came? Like when did you start getting excited about the. Like, was um, it- I think I started getting excited when um, just like it started out basically, you know, he's going to play high school football from Little League. And the next thing you know, something happened and he ended up being the starter for <laughs> the high school team, varsity team. He's a little kid. He That's not what he was banking on. You know, we were banking on going to the ninth grade every Saturday morning. And then, you know, something happened and they're like, no, Miles is going to be the starter every Friday. So, so Miles, Miles started as a freshman, right? <laughs> yes. in. So we talk about guys that, yeah. you know, there's elite guys that play as a freshman. So here's an example right. of somebody, you know, mom that's so, coming yeah. from eighth grade, right. right? In the ninth grade is with the big boys. Right, with the big boys. <laughs> So basically, yeah, it was just, you know, like it felt like pressure at one time because, you know, you want to win, you know, and it's like, okay, Miles is going to, you know, play basically the whole game. You're expecting your child to be in and out and he's in the game the whole time. So, you know, it's like, oh, my God, this is this is a lot. <laughs> oh, it was a, so it got serious to you once you realized like oh he's playing varsity football as a freshman yeah. like that's yeah, when it was serious this, this okay. ninth grader is playing <laughs> you know varsity I, I had you know mapped out my schedule I'm going to be at football every Saturday morning but instead <laughs> <Playing> JV <laughs> yeah I was running from work you know just to get him to you know football uh-huh. practice on oh. time <laughs> yeah so well, that's an interesting way of finding out that it's serious because like for some for a kid most kids that end up playing in ninth grade, there's typically like a process that's kind of implemented, you know, by the parents or just whatever support staff, support group or whatever the case may be that are getting them ready to be able to play at ninth grade. So that kind of speaks to just how, like whether he was physically prepared and just mentally prepared to step on the field at school, like Willen Hills for that matter, you know, in ninth grade. And that's kind of when you're like, oh, it's serious, right? This is serious. (laughs) It's a serious business. This is serious. Yeah. And everybody, and then, wa- yeah, everybody wanted to know, is he coming to practice? Is he coming? Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that once you got the information or you were excited at first and then you kind of got a little stressed out. When you started getting stressed out, how informed did you feel going through the process? I think because we didn't take it that serious. So I didn't have the information. I didn't realize how him being couldn't miss a day, couldn't miss a practice, couldn't miss a, a game. So basically it it became stressful. Like, I really don't know where to turn. I didn't have any, anyone to talk to just like how serious is high school football. I just thought it was just high school football. You know, you need to win on Friday and keep it moving. So, Uh you know, it become, it became like really stressful. So then that's when you start to, you know, think about to reach out to other people just to find out how serious this is. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's a key point. You know I mean, because like when you're talking about that and it's just like trying to figure it out, like, did you start taking miles to specialized training before that? Like, was there like a lot of training or was it just football? You know, or So it- no. So, you know, being in Pittsburgh, if you know anything, you know, they had things seven on seven. I didn't know what seven on seven was. Okay. And miles really didn't participate in a lot of seven on seven because as a starter, you know, your coach don't want you out there getting hurt. And, you know, I was never the mom to sneak him there. So I was like, no, he might have played one or two, 
But when they started talking about he has to travel, I'm like, no, I wasn't that trustworthy. So then, you know, his little league coach, Coach Craig Williams, you know, we kept in touch with him. So he basically kind of told us about, you know, Dwayne Brown. And Dwayne Brown is known in Pittsburgh for, you know, his skill training. So we start. I started to take him to Carrick. And I lived on, you know, the east side, driving to Carrick every night Mm -hmm. and, you know, just sitting there watching him practice and, you know, just getting better and better. It just just to give context of what you're saying, you're going to work all day and then you got to get through with it. And you're going from the east side of Pittsburgh, going through the tunnels, like Pittsburgh traffic. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I'm sh- absolutely so like for parents <laughs> listening, understanding when you're making this commitment, and once Marlene realized that her He's son was fulfilling his passion and he was had an oppor- opportunity to be successful in it, there was a, a sacrifice or an investment by her, and what had to happen where she had to yeah. make those personal sacrifices uh, to make sure those dots were being connected. I so gave up. Yeah, I basically gave up hanging out after work, happy hour. I don't know what that is because I never. <laughs> I mean, that uh, kudos to that, because that's what that's what parents, I mean, need to hear in the sense of understanding what it takes to be there. So it's a team effort. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. I like a sacrifice and an investment, right? Because and they it's there's joy coming. He's doing something that he wants to do. And I I mean, as a parent, you know, I understood it when I was coming up. Like, I know my parents were driving around and doing all this stuff, the track stuff in the summer. So kudos to you. And great. I mean, I love hearing stories like that when, you know, put it. You know, think first, right? You put right. like meals first and everything that comes <laughs> exactly. behind that. So when we were going through that, when did you start going to camps? I, you mentioned that you didn't want to travel too much, you know, right. with the seven on seven camps. But did you take miles to like college camps? Like for well, the recruiting process? Well, started? it started out with, you know, when Coach Williams, Craig Williams gave us the information. I started just Googling a couple of things, you know, and seeing, you know, he would tell us about Nike camps and then Nike would lead to Under Armour camps. So basically, I started driving. I think the first camp was in Pittsburgh, like, I, you know, um, at Montour High School. So we went there and that was my first camp. So and I didn't know how serious it was either. Miles didn't take took it serious the first time because this was his first opportunity. He just thought I'm playing football. So we didn't do well the first time. And then we started to just study what was going on, you know, and then it went from um, Montour to Ohio to, you know, I drove 13 hours to Jacksonville to Under Armour camp, you know, he won MVP. It just, you know, so it started to become like a routine. So So the camp that you you invested the 13 hour drive and he ended up becoming the MVP. The MVP, correct. This was a a national Under Armour camp? Yeah, it was an Under Armour national camp. So you go to the small ones and then you just kept getting, you know, they kept bringing you back. And then, you know, Nike elite camp at, you know, Orlando. And it just became like, okay, this is my life now. (laughs) <laughs> we can we can touch on what you said the first camp that he went to when he didn't he wasn't prepared and you felt like he didn't perform to his to his level how did he respond after that like was so he ba- down so basically so how those camp worked so it was pouring down rain and i guess kids from everywhere just came to the camp and you know they do like the little skill training and miles would do it but I think they were looking for players that are motivated. So you're supposed to get to the front of the line, try to keep getting to the front of the line. Miles was at the back of the line, 
the whole camp. Like, you know what I mean? Like he did what he needed to do, but he didn't understand the seriousness of the camp. So we left there like, okay, we're going to try this again. And we went to Ohio and I think he realized that it was a competition. And before you know it, he started becoming MVP here, MVP there. So then we realized like, okay, this is, this is our life. We're, you know, it's camp sure. all summer. Yep. <laughs> so they clicked for him. He was like, oh, this is competitive. Yes. He started jumping. No one told yes. him that's that. Okay. So again, that's yes. something that Miles kind of just had in him and kind of yeah. came out when he saw he the opportunity. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you were going through the process and you just, now when, once the visits, now he's, you know, he's a top, top guy. He's at his offers and you're going to go check out schools. Were you telling him what to pay attention to throughout the recruiting process? Or were you kind of wide open, wide eyed open going through it as well? Right, right. So in the beginning, I was wide open. But, you know, when you sit down, when you're there and you're waiting through the process, I just started, you know, just I had nothing to do but to wait two, three, four hours. So I started Googling and, you know, just trying to, you know, see what it what do you need to do to become an effective player and then little things are started to pop in that you know you could be the greatest athlete you want you can have one star to five star if you don't have the grades it, it doesn't mean a thing right you know and i think a lot of parents just basically kind of skip that part your kid is talented so okay you know he's gonna go somewhere but so basically i had to you know just starting to write down what needs to be done. He needs his SAT. He needs to sign up for NCA, all that stuff. And, you know, I just started taking care and we just kind of made a pack. Like if you just continue to keep your grades up, you know, cause you needed a certain grade point average, you know, to get to certain level of school. What school do you want to? Do you want to go to D1, D2? There were grade levels that you had to have. Yep. And, you know, so it was like, okay, so, you know, I, I took a lot of notes. I learned it basically. Google is a really good <laughs> and it's Absolutely. free. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a great point that you're touching on because like, it seems like everything that you were kind of gathering the information was kind of connecting the dots. Like, what can we do? Let's not right. mess up this opportunity. He's going to be a qualifier. He's going to get into school. He's going to make sure, uh, you know, all the things, all the T's are crossed and the I's right. are dotted. Were you thinking about post football career, when you're looking at these different schools, were you thinking about majors or kind of what the different schools had to offer miles? Like what kind of was, what were you going into your search? Like what was going into your search? So, uh, you know, like, yeah, like with my, you know, just searching around, I started to learn that there were different levels, like, you know, the D1, D2, D3, D4. In the beginning, I thought you just go to college. I didn't know there were levels of, you know, so I started to look into basically like what, he needed for a D1 or a D2, um, basically just gathering just all the information. And like you said, connecting the dots, you know what I mean? Just, you know, and letting Miles know, like, you know, in order for you to get to where you need to be, this is what we need to do. And it was like a, it was like a connection, you know what I mean? He wanted it, school started, you know, I think from basically his MVPs, you know, one camp would tell what he did. And before you know it, you, you know, another camp. And before you know it, it's like Miles is going to play in the all-star. You know, it just kind of all kind of came in. But basically, you know, I just basically got the information on my own. And 
I think school needs a lot of those information because I think kids just basically think that you just you're a good player. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And, and it's funny you're touching on it because like like what you're coming into or talking about is like Miles is finding out these things that you're trying to you're preparing his blueprint of like yeah. what he kind of needs to prepare, what he needs to do. He happened to be the best running back in the country. So that, there's a little, yeah. you know, outlier thing with him. But like you're, you're talking about how he was the, like dominating at camps, right? And right. like doing that whole thing. I just want to let the listeners know that his film was elite as well. Like he was doing the thing at camp right. and the film on the on the field was stupendous. So when you're thinking about those different things, did Miles ever talk about like, you know, when he's looking at the different schools, what do you want to do post football career? Or were you telling you know, him to like look at what to do post football career? Yeah, like I think in the beginning it was just to get a football scholarship, you know. So, you know, most parents you don't want to pay for college. That stuff is so expensive. But I think, you know, we kind of saw a little bit further. It wasn't anything that we were like, you know, really emphasizing on like, oh, you're gonna go to the NFL. I mean, that's what he wanted to do, but it was more, let's go get this college degree first. You know what I mean? And then you know, like you said, the they started, oh, Miles is this, he's a five-star, he's a four-star, he's a, you know, it's like, well, where's all this coming from? And then, you know, you started to see your child picture in the newspaper every Friday, well, every Saturday morning, I think I bought every paper, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is really a big deal, you know, as you're going, and I'm like, okay, and, you know, we talked about it and he said, yeah, mom, you know, I want to go to the NFL one day. Do you remember, do you remember what, like how old he was when he said that? Or what year he I, think he, I think he got like basically serious in 11th grade. 11th grade. You know, like I think our first Miles went, Miles was invited to a, I want to say it was a junior camp his sophomore year. And it was with Terry Smith, you okay. know, so <laughs> he went up there and it turned out to be a not so good thing when we came back home because everybody was, well, he's not a soft, you know, he's a soft, what is he doing at a junior camp? You know, how <laughs> right. comes we weren't, but you know, we, oh, you okay, know? Yeah. right. So <laughs> I didn't get invited and not <laughs> us. He uh, get invited. Yeah. I'm a junior. And, and, you know what I mean? So I think it was like, well, wow, people are really interested in you. So I think he started to, you know, like, I, this is what I want to do. You know. You're touching on some important points, even when you're like noticing the other other people's like his peers or whether it's other parents talking about like, oh, what's going on here? And just like the magnitude of what kind of comes along with that elite football path and going to college and being able to maintain Miles's expectation, his mentality, whether it's the whispers that he's hearing or, right. you know, like jealousy and just the maturation process in that. Right. I think that's really we're going to talk about some little bit uh, later on, but I'm very interested to hear on some of those topics. So what was the best part of the recruiting process for you? I think the best part was, I want to say all the males that was coming in the house. It was, <laughs> I literally, I had to go out and get a bigger mailbox. Oh, and, really? <laughs> yeah. And because the mailman was just like, what's going on? You know, I think the worst set of mail, it was good, but Penn State sent him 107 pieces of mail okay <laughs> just imagine right, right. It all comes you know through so yeah so, and, and i think it was exciting just to see his name because the packets would come in the mail and it would just be big and bold mouse sanders i think 
it was like, wow, that's my son. You know what I mean? Like his name is literally on these big items. And just just hearing, I think hearing people talk about him, it was good. Right. In a positive way, of course. Yes. You know? Like that's so what was the worst part? I think the worst part, it's not bad as in worse. I think it's just more like there were so many phone calls. Gotcha. It was 6 a.m. in the morning. It was anytime. It was just, you know, it, it has its good and its bad, but kids were, he was being pulled out of class. You know what I mean? So I had to get like really strict, like do not, do not let him out of class. Cause you know, <laughs> kids are exciting. They don't right. care, but you know, and then, you know, just keeping them focused because when you have, he had 24 offers. So when you have mail just coming in, all these mail, it was just like, we started just getting boxes. Like I'm not opening all this. This is just, you know, he's excited. Mm -hmm. So the work, you know, his mind is not on school. So somebody has to keep his mind on school because at the end of the day, none of this is worth anything if you don't have the grade. So I had to become the sergeant, the mom and the sergeant at the same time. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, put, put teachers on email, group email. Is Miles in class? Let me know. You know, so I'm at work trying to sneak up, you know, just making, let me know if they put, you know, it was just, it was so much for one person. So the worst part ends up being like the shift almost in the dynamic of relationship between mom and mom yeah. and son to like, almost like a momager operations mom manager. That's, that's yeah. basically my name. <laughs> okay, the momager. Yeah. So it kind of transitions as a teenager, right? Yeah. Where you're like kind of, and it's you something that's very mean, valuable because yeah. you're entering. I mean, now you know, it's like, it sounds like you're going through it. You were, you were in the moment and you were taking it all in, but you were a part of the business. Like you were in right. the football business at that time and you were doing your due diligence by making sure everything was, you know, clear by right. doing your research and every, like, that's, that's amazing to hear. So one of the, so what would be the key takeaway that you would share with another parent? Like when, if they were going through the recruiting process? Um, I would just basically say just, you know, it, it's going to be tiring, but just, you know, support the child. You know, listen, listen to them. Make sure you stay on top of all the important stuff because there are kids that we know that missed the mark, didn't take the SAT, didn't take, you know what I mean? Forgot about all that stuff because your child plays so well. You forget that there are steps in getting to where he needs to. Homework, grades is the biggest part. Mm -hmm. Of course, he has to be, you know, if they're looking at your son, then he's doing good. So that part is out the door. But don't forget the the important part that's going to lead him to, you know, to where he needs to be or else it doesn't matter. You're just going to be wasting your time, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this episode of the Blueprint to Success podcast is brought to you by LIG Sports Group, a football operations strategy and consulting group. And today we will be talking about the Hit the Ground Running program, which is a eight-week player development program for college players transitioning to the NFL so they can hit the ground running. We touch on everything for the, that they need to know for the first 365 days of their pro career so that they're ready to bank, create a career that they can bank on. So getting back into it, we talk about, you know, the recruiting process and how you kind of 
recognize that it was a serious deal, right? You were like, okay, it's a serious. <laughs> he's playing ninth grade football at varsity. He's got these offers going on. So now we're take me, we're transitioning to the next kind of critical point, which is leaving Penn State and into the NFL. How would you compare the recruiting process and the agency, agency selection process? Um, I think they have similarities, but on a different level, like um, recruiting, you know, for high school to college. Yeah, you meet a lot of people. They're going to tell you the same thing that you want to hear. You know, this is the school to play at. We want you here. So the agency is kind of sort of the same. They tell you this is, you know, this is the agency. We represent this. We represent that person. But um at the end of the day, you have to feel comfortable with an agent or an agency, you know, because they're the ones that's going to be negotiating your contract. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So basically you want to do your homework. And once again, there are so many things out there that you can read upon stories on past, you know, football players, just giving you their story. So basically you just want to make sure you feel comfortable with that person. You can trust that person. I mean, trust is a long word, but just basically, you know, you feel a kind of like a comfortable level. They're not shutting you out. Just want to deal with just your child as a parent, because, you know, I've been in, I've been there with Miles for the whole thing. But I think the most important thing, you got to be certain because once you make that decision, then and you sign that I'm going to, you know, use you as my agent, you give up your eligibility to play football right now. That's it. You're done. You're entering the NFL right. process, you know. So basically, yeah, you got to be very certain that this is an agency. And that's so big that you say that because when we talk about the recruiting process, what I tell guys all the time is it's a, it's a mutual relationship building thing, right? The right. prospect has to get to know the coaches. The coaches get to know you for three to four years. The right. agency process, it's, like, it's, it's kind of right. fast, right? It's Depending right. on who you're dealing with, if there's not like a background history to somebody that's kind of connected to what you're, right. what you're dealing with, you might meet an agent three, four months before you're making that next critical transition. So that's an important piece that you said where it's a matter of having trust yeah. know, when you're going through it. Did you have a feeling of who you were going to go with? When you went into the process? No, at the time, uh, I mean, everybody was calling. They have certain times that they can reach out to your kids. But basically, you know, they're still going to, you know, do the little sneak tip, like, you know, talk to you, hey, you know, give you their cards and stuff like that. But, you know, you just have to educate your child and tell him, like, you know, don't make any decision without talking it over with your family. Because in this business... And oral, you know, you can say something and you can be jammed up. So, and those are the things that you have to read and know about. Like, don't let your child, you know, agree to anything. Make sure you have someone, you know, all the colleges have, you know, departments where you can talk to, you know, read over your, you know, contracts, that type of stuff. You know, Penn State had one, you know, we sent it in, he read it and, don't commit to anything because at the end of the day, they're looking to work for you. You're not looking to work for them. That's the difference between the difference. NFL. Yeah. That's important. I mean, because it's a, again, it's a different time, you know, you're coming into the NFL. You, there's just different. It's, 
it's a different pitch. And like, I, what I'm picking up from just this whole interview is you kind of did your homework. Every situation yeah. that came up, you did your own yeah. objective research. Don't get too <laughs> blown out of proportion. So yeah. you mentioned you mentioned trust being a big piece of the operation. Was there anything that was like, all right, it's the trustworthy thing. They represent these players. I know right. something. Like, what are those? If someone's like kind of going through that process. So, um, so that, you know, basically you want to look, you want to look for someone or an agency that doesn't have a hundred players. Cause you have to remember, you know, your son, you know, is coming in and is he going to be number one Oh one or, you know what I mean? So you don't want, you know, big agencies are good, but they're not always the best. So you want, like I said, it's that trust and it's that, you know, feeling comfortable, like they're including you in things that, you know, they're not just going to the player and say, okay, this is, you know, I demanded that comfortability and Miles made that plain and straight. Like you need to talk to my mom before, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> even though he might like it, he's like, you need to talk to my mom. You, know? you guys are on the same page. So that's like right. important, right? Like as long as you guys are on the same page, it seems that, you know, anything can yes. kind of work out. Even if you're on the, the wrong decision is on the right yeah. page. It's still right. It, it, so like that's right. So that's, that's an important piece. Like what you're saying is just like that proper lines of communication. And right. you're vetting, you're vetting people at the end of the day. Like you said, I, I like the point that you made where not having a huge agency or it's not bad for guys. Like there's nothing wrong with a big agency, but when you're being taken care of or how are you getting service for what you're paying for? At the exactly. End of the day? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple. So let's talk about the transition a little bit from like college and the NFL. You saw the transition from Miles going from Woodland Hills to Penn State. Talk to me a little bit about that transition from Penn State to the NFL. Like maybe compare his freshman year at Penn State to his rookie year in the NFL. So, you know, so the Penn St from transitioning from high school to to college, um, you know, that part, you know, it, it's it's stressful in itself. But remember, you know, you, you're it's you're making a decision like, OK, I'm going with this school. OK, whereas the difference with the NFL is they're choosing you where, you know, you don't have you. Can, yeah, you might say I want to play for the Miami Dolphin, but that doesn't mean who's going to draft you. Right. But whereas with, you know, Penn State, all the other school, Pitt, comes all that stuff. So you're making that decision like, okay, you're thinking about distance, you know, is the family going to be able to go? You think about the platform that you're going to play for, you know, it, it, it's like a lot. It was easier. It, it was real hard because, you know, Miles had different, you know, where he wanted to go. And, you know, when you narrow it down, he thought about it, like, you know, is mom going to be able to come, you know, to all your games? Cause I've never missed a game, you know, and financial plays a part in it too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So then, you know, you're going to the NFL, you know, that's something where, like I said, you don't have a choice. It's who's going to draft you. Um, he, it was a difficult decision because I'm sure people know he came out his junior year. Um, there was a little bit of frustration there because, you know, you're drafted as, you know, the number one running back, you know, in the country. And then you go and you find out that there's another elite player, you know, at the time when, you know, he made his decision his sophomore, I think his junior year, he kind of made his decision early 
because he was being drafted early. So you go in and you find out like, okay, I have to sit behind someone. I don't think at the time when you went in, he knew that, right. but that's what happened. So you go in and, but one thing I always try to teach him, like, you know, Miles, there's going to be, everybody is brand new when you get back on that field. Mm -hmm. You know, it's four or five, there's going to be 10, five stars. You know what I mean? And that's the point you have to teach a child. Like you might be a five star, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a title that I didn't come up with it. I, you know, because you were good at, you know, what you do, but just remember, there's going to be another five, you know, there's more five stars. There's more four stars, more, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So basically, you know, I always kept that in his mind. Like you're basically starting over, but then the recruiting process kind of confused you a little bit because, you know, some school come at you and tell you like, you're the man, mm -hmm. you're going to be the man, yeah. you know? But then I also told him, you have to also think about, and this goes on in the NFL, you're a freshman. Do you think a junior or a sophomore is going to let allow just, just to walk in and take their spot? Here, here's my spot. Yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, it's not fair because that's not what you're told in the recruiting process. But it happens. You know what I mean? It's like me working here 21 years and they bring someone in off the street and give them, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, and I had to teach him that like, this is just life, but they're young men. You hype them up. Oh, you're a five star. You're this, you're going to, you know, you come in ready to go. And then you had to become humble. Absolutely. And, you know, you answer one of my, my questions that I was going to ask in like the next section, section, which was, you know, he comes into Penn State as the number one running back and like Saquon's there. And you talk right. about like, how did he, you know, maneuver that? Because like now you see the athletes in, you know, today's day, I can't say today's time, but like the, the transfer portal, if that situation happens, just to profile faceless people, you know, right. someone like, like Miles would transfer. But like you talked about it earlier when he was at the camp circuit, like the level, of, okay, we're competing. I'm right. turning it on, I'm doing this. And you're telling them like, okay, whatever the four or five star thing means, don't have your value in that. You have to be right. ready to compete. That's life. So that's like, that's just some strong information. And I was, cause I was going to ask like, how did you balance that for him when he was coming up? Because I know how hard that is. Like I was, I was in the building when he was like going through, I'm like, <laughs> I was very good, man. Like, you know, right. like, you know, right. you know was great as well. Right. And just as a parent, like what support do you have? Cause sometimes I know, I mean, when I have had bad days in football, like I would just kind of snap on people. Like right. how did you handle that? But it seemed like you prepped, him for these moments that these moments of adversity that kind of came up, especially in the competitive room. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I have never missed a game since he was seven. So yeah. basically I never missed a college game. And, you know, I kind of sat in the same seat every single game. <laughs> That's a whole different story. <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted to make sure he could see me when he turned around. Okay. And I could see the frustration on his face. I could see the shoulders dropping. I was recruited for this. I made sure I was at the tunnel every single Saturday at the end of a game to make sure I let him know that, you know, I get it. He wavered. There were times when he's like, why am I even here? Right. They're 
burning my freshman year. I should have just been red shirt. You know, the whole thing that kids go through. He's human. Mm -hmm. But I, I had to remind him, like, you know, you don't run from your problems. You have to face it. I said, you're here for a reason. You know, it's 107,000 people chanting your name. Okay. I get it. No, this is not. We didn't expect him to be sitting behind Saquon. There were times when he only got in the game five minutes before the fourth quarter. That was his freshman year. Mm -hmm. You know, any kid is going to be mad. But, you know, mm -hmm. I always told him that I'm going to be here whether you get in four seconds, four minutes, 40 minutes. Your time is coming. You just have to be patient. And it's hard for young men. It's hard for human beings just to be patient. <laughs> but I got to give you so much credit because you're giving him those that, that, that type of reinforcement behind the scenes, right? Because like that's right. not, I don't think that's that's not always consistent behind the door. It's like, oh, oh you no, no. I've heard or... parents like, no, you need to go. Let's go. No, what are you running for? Whether you go to Alabama <laughs> or Pitt or anything, there's going to be something different. You know what I mean? Can't be scared to compete. <laughs> Can't be scared to compete. So I can see where my, I see where Miles gets it. So I, I see know, Marlene is the is the holder of that energy, man. You that's know what I mean? It's awesome. like you you have to. You can't just agree with the kid, even though you want to. But you have to let him. You know what I mean? Like, son, I don't know why it's happening, and he's going through it right now in the NFL, as you can yeah, see. Right. Run the ball. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I have to. Wait out, Miles. Yep. Hey, you can only control what you can control. Play the game. Do what you need to do. Your time is coming. You know, and he got his junior year. He got his start. Mm -hmm. He did his thing. And this is what, you know what I mean? It's like you have to support them. You can't always agree with them on everything because they're still young. They're young people. They don't know. what Life is going to eat you up. It don't matter if you're in the NFL or whatever. It's it's just what it is. Oh, that's so true. You drew the parallel to something that happened in college, right? He dealt with different, you know, adversities, sitting behind Saquon and whatever yeah. whatever the case may be. He gets the NFL, maybe some injuries, not running the ball, all those different things. Let's talk about like that transition and compare it, you know, from high school to college and college to the NFL. Anything you said when you were in high school going through, you kind of became the operations manager, right? Like, oh, Miles, go to class, do th do this. Did anything change in that operation relationship when you got to NFL? Like, how was that different between you guys? So, I mean, I'm called momager, whatever they call. And yeah, we have intense conversation. It, you just, know? it, it just got a little <laughs> bit more intense as the, yeah. <laughs> okay. you know, because, okay, in his eyes, you know, I'm a grown man, mom. Mm -hmm. I make my own money, more money mm -hmm. than your average, you know, 20 something year old. So, yeah, there are times when I'm like, dude, <laughs> do you really need that, you know, around your, you know? <laughs> Got gotcha. you. Guns and butter, babe. Let's do it. That's you it. Know? You know, and, and he'll listen. He'll be mad. He ghosts me sometimes, you know. But at the end of the day, I'll get the, you know, a week later, you're right, mom. I don't really, you know, there's a difference between needs and want. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I think the biggest misfit of it's not just going to the NFL, just our kids. And I don't know if I think it's African-Americans. We're not taught um, financial literacy. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, you take a 22-year-old and you give them all that money. Right. For something they've been doing for free yeah. for the past, you know, it's <laughs> right. so, so it's like it's an extracurricular. Yeah, now it's a business. It, it, you know, it, it's it's like I think that needs to be implemented in somewhere in between there because right. a lot of them really don't understand it. But no, we get our intense moment, and then you know, I become Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> It's back to mom. I love you. You know what I mean? So you're going to have those moments and, you know, you're trying, you're, you're just trying to protect them basically. And sometimes you got to protect them from themselves. And you, you hit on a real point when you just talked about like the financial literacy being taught. It's, I think it's a whole mindset, right? Like looking <laughs> at it when you're going in that ninth, 10th grade uh, time frame looking at you're going into a business and mm -hmm. preparing these 13 14 year olds like you're going to a business when you you're get a business money, yeah you are in business the same thing <laughs> financial literacy is a key part of business so like that whole aspect how you market yourself your branding actually matters how you present yourself in the building how you mm -hmm. how you deal with adversity right because like i was always impressed you know in the day and age where guys were and like how miles conducted itself you know mm -hmm. sitting behind saquon you couldn't tell Right. Tell, you know that something was wrong you know he wanted to play because right. any competitor one wants to play right. and um and just just that whole just that maturation process is just sped up and you see uh, you know sometimes when steps are skipped right so right. when that maturation process sped up for you know for miles how did you guys you talked about it a little bit you know some maybe some purchases where you're like yo don't do that like i'm a grown man right. how did that how did it how did the maturation process like when it sped up did it change the relationship at all? No, it didn't change because, you know, Miles and I have like a good bond. You know, mom, you know, I've been there all the time. You know, it's he knows what I'm saying is for his benefit. I'm not the type of mom. I'm not out here trying to get a big house for my son or anything like that. He knows it's all about his well-being and making sure that, you know, at the end of the day, when football is done, especially with the position that he plays, you want to be able to enjoy life and not go broke, basically. Right. So, you know, we have those type of conversation. We talk about investment. We talk about, you know, putting money away, that type of stuff. I think a lot of guys, they see their potential and, you know, I'm going to get this big contract. So they start thinking ahead. But as adults, you know, <laughs> we kind of understand that anything can happen in the middle. So basically, I mean, we, we do, we have the intense, like, you know, let's, let's, let's do something different. Let's, let's buy this this year. Let's not buy this, you know, let's put your money away. Let's invest. Let's, you know, do and that's something. not typically a conversation that yeah. a 23, yeah. 24 year old, yeah. you know, man has what is, what right. is mom, you know, exactly. yeah. figure, figure not the one they want to have, but <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, regardless, you know, <laughs> it's the situation that it is. Right. So it's just like that, that people are kind of sprung into and it's like mm -hmm. you're handling it and being like the rock in that. So that's, I mean, I, I love hearing those situations because it's, and we just talk about, you know, like just the percentages, right? When you say everyone thinks they're going to get to, even get to that second contract or make mm -hmm. the big money. You think of, you know, out of all the players that played in the NFL, only 25% made it five years. Right. We talk about like that second contract kind of falls in that four to six mm -hmm. year time frame. And you're only talking 25% of the 1% that makes it to the NFL even gets there. So that means okay. like they're building a whole, the league is built off of 74% of guys that are jumping in, that jumping out. Right. Like to your point is injuries happen, you know, and skill set goes 
any anything happens. So just yeah. having that conversation and having and, somebody and to bounce I think the and the don't forget the main one that happens is IRS. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he, he takes half off the back. Immediately. 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 He does nothing, but he takes it right off. Yeah. So what, looking back at the process, getting into the NFL, what advice would you give like a, a parent going through the agency selection process? Just do your, I think just do your homework. Basically, you know, it's Google. You can basically Google anything, you know, just Google basically what are the steps that needs to be taken to get to the process. It, it is a process. It's not, you don't just get in there. There are things that you have to do. You know, um, that, you know, support the kid, you know, be there, you know, just making sure that he's not picking the wrong, signing any documents that he shouldn't before or after. There's a big thing in agency where, you know, agencies will offer you loans. Okay. It sounds like it's money. I'll front you $25,000. It's not a gift. Right. It's a loan. You know, and I think a lot of parents, you know, depends on your situation. I, I'm a middle class. I don't make a lot of money. I work for the government. I'm underpay, but I would never put my child in danger as to having anyone front me money up front. And I, I understand everybody's situation is different, but I think it's a bad lesson to teach a child to take money before you even have it. <laughs> That's true. You know, because, you know, once when you do get your money, you're already paying out debt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and so <laughs> from the jump, <laughs> you know, I see a lot of college kids coming out of college with Maserati and cars and they haven't even signed their contract yet. Mm -hmm. Like, where is all that money coming from? Right. You know, but, you know, parents just have to be patient, you know. No. It's gonna happen, you know. <laughs> and now, and, that, and that's that transition, that last critical point, just transitioning to the NFL. So when he was deciding to leave Penn State early, you taught you touched on it a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. You take me through that process of making that decision. What were some of the deciding yeah. factors? Because like a lot of guys now are thinking like, should I leave? Should I go back? Transfer portal? Like, just take us through a little bit of that. Because somebody for like Miles, he played one year and was like, all right. Um, yeah, you know that I mean? was that was a very difficult decision. Um, you know, as any parent, I, I wanted him to finish school. You're in school, you know, you're there, just finish it. And, you know, he's like, mom, just put it out. He said it from the beginning. I was only doing three years. He said this when he went to Penn State. He I was going only going to do, do three the years. three, three and a half years. You know, he, he di we didn't expect him to not play like he did. But he was like, I'm going to do the three and a half years. He didn't get to, you know, with your grades and trying to keep it up. It kind of made it, you know, he didn't finish it. You know, we did all that homework. We met with coaches just trying to see, you know, they're encouraging him to stay. He probably would have gotten drafted in the first round if he had stayed another year. We don't know because guess what happened? COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And as a, you know, I wanted him to stay. And, you know, he basically said he would make make his decision after the bowl game. Um, and he did. He felt like um, things were not going to change, you know, because just different situation, just, you know, the quarterback situation, that type of stuff. And he was like, 
I'm going to bank on myself. I just need you to support me. And, you know, we prayed about it. We talked about it, you know, to a couple people. And, you know, the decision was like, okay, or he's going to go, you know. So he banked on himself. I supported him. It doesn't happen for everyone. I'm not saying everyone should leave, right. you know, but everybody's situation is different. But it was hard because I really wanted him to do another year. One of the, you just wanted another another ex- just another college. year because yeah, yeah just a full year because he only had his junior year mm-hmm. and but you know as you know this is a business so absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it man you right. go, like, exactly. good, man that's awesome well that's all I have for you today so thank you so much for joining us today uh, just to kind of recap what Marlene kind of spoke about today is just understanding going through the process to be a, a support and understand where you fit in that in your kid's life when you're going through this. You have to, there's a level of sacrifice and investing into the process that you need to have and you need to educate yourself, whether it's people that you know that are close to you, but do your own research. Like she said, Google is the thing. She drove to camps locally to national camps and this and her son was the number one running back in the country. So it's not really a matter of how good or not. It's a matter of kind of that partnership and pushing things forward and seeing it the recruiting process to the NFL and as the maturation uh, process comes, you have these type of situations where the mom and uh, family members are family assets. So that's what you always want to use in this whole football ecosystem. So just thank you again, Marlene, for joining us today and like and subscribe this video podcast and download our recruiting checklist uh, to navigate the recruiting water so you're making right business decisions. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Blue Chip Academy. To help navigate the recruiting waters, LIG Sports Group put together a Blue Chip Recruiting Checklist. Download your checklist at LIGsports.com Blue Chip Academy to ensure you're making informed decisions through this process. Hit subscribe and check out the LIG Sports Group Football Ops and Recruiting YouTube channel where we'll talk about the recruiting and other critical points in the football ecosystem. If you're feeling stressed, confused, or just want help putting together a blue chip blueprint for you and your son, don't hesitate to book a console call with me at LIGsports.com backslash Blue Chip Academy. Remember, everyone has a different journey. Keep sharpening and remember that you can only go to one school. Just make sure that you have your blue chip blueprint together and execute it. Life is good.